When a mother loves her son too much, it's an unholy union. Mick Hunter, one of the great authors of books on sexually abused males, defines child abuse as any time an adult uses a child to meet the needs of the adult. Overt sexual abuse, like oral or genital sex, is easy to see. It is not subtle, and we can see the cause and effect. Emotional incest is a type of covert abuse. Emotional incest is more difficult to see, harder to quantify, and trickier to deal with. While emotional incest does not show up on most therapist radars, I believe it is the most common form of sexual abuse in our society today. So where did it come from, and why is it so common? Robert Bly talks about when we were in an Hungarian society that mom and dad were home. They made as many kids as possible to help with the farm, and they were a unit. They were together, and dad was there to meet mom's needs and vice versa. But once we move to an industrial society, dad goes away. He's gone long hours each day, and mom was home alone with her babies. Here she was with this wonderful baby boy who loved her completely. He was dependent upon her and she could give all of her love and he could love her unconditionally. So mom turns to the young boy to fulfill all of her emotional erotic needs. And a cycle is born and replicates itself over and over. The daughter grows up with the absentee father, grows up to find a hot man. They have great sexual chemistry and they make babies. Post the initial sexual heat, he moves away emotionally. She has this amazing little boy who loves her so much, knew she can give all her love. He grows up feeling consumed and overwhelmed by his mother. While he can make contact sexually, he's not really emotionally available, and the cycle continues. This is generally hard for men to wrap their head around, and this is why. There was a study about Vietnam vets coming back from war, and the ones that had a physical wound often did better than the ones who did not because guys can point to that hole in their arm or that missing leg and they can say, that's why I hurt. But to acknowledge and to admit that they are wounded emotionally, there's something inside of them that they can't control or they don't understand, it's much harder for men to acknowledge and to deal with. Men are supposed to be strong emotionally, not cry, not be victims. So to admit there's something wrong with their emotions is saying that they're not a man. They're not in control, they're not to be trusted. I'm not going to cover mother-daughter emotional incest. That's a different set of issues. When you hear the following statements, you should be suspicious that the man saying them to you or himself was or is emotionally incested. All she needs is someone to listen to her. If I tell her the truth, it will kill her. She cannot take care of herself. She can't survive without me. She'd be lost without me can't make mom go away. Mom is my best friend. Other signs to be aware of? No girl was ever good enough for me. My mother is constantly making me choose between spending time with her and my wife, girlfriend, husband. I spent all my vacations with my mother. The stereotype is that mothers who emotionally incest their sons turn them gay. If that were true, then most of the men in the world would be gay. I once watched an interview with the father of a famous pianist. He said, it is the job of the father to protect the son from his mother by being there to meet her needs. We're all familiar with the mama's boy. 
Latin, Italian, Arabic, Jewish, the guy that cannot leave his mother. There are books written on the subject, such as when he's married to mom, mothers, sons, and lovers. Never marry a mama's boy. Living with a mama's boy. You may be familiar with the Big Bang Theory TV show. Howard, the resident engineer, is in an incestuous relationship with mom. It's played for laughs, but it's really painful to watch. An ongoing issue on the show is his unwillingness to move in with his girlfriend because his mother needs him. I particularly recommend the cohabitation formulation from the fourth season, 16th episode. Also, South Park has a brilliant episode in its 10th season, episode 1007, called TISC, T-S-S-T, on emotional incest. It is a very insightful look into Cartman and his mother's relationship. In clinical terms, emotional incest can be seen as a failure to resolve the edible complex. I've often said, congratulations, you won mom from dad. I'm sorry. So what happens when a son is incested by mom? The boy learns love is consuming, devouring. There is no space for self or his needs. The other is more important than him. My feelings are not important. Who I am is not important. She gets to express emotions. I don't. And he extrapolates about sex. And I believe there are two versions of this. One is a dominant version and the other is a submissive version. First, the dominant version. Sex is about me. Sex is where I get to focus on my needs and pleasure. Sex is where I get my payback. I get to be in control to get my pleasure. I cannot trust them to take care of my needs. Or the submissive version, I am to give pleasure. My needs are intrusive. Moving towards someone sexually is being a perpetrator. I have no power in the relationship, sexually or otherwise. I believe this version is directly related to the cockled sexual fetish. The husband or male partner is not allowed to have sexual intercourse with his wife. He is supportive of her having sex with other men because he is so inadequate. He has eroticized his shame and submission to mother and her needs. Few men go to this extreme. I'm simply using it as an example of how a man might adapt his sexuality to deal with the emotional incest. So he does not learn about himself. He doesn't learn who he is, what he feels, how to separate his needs and wants from the other, resulting in a massive narcissistic wound, if not a narcissistic characterological structure. He feels empty inside and he fills that space with the other, with something outside of himself, like sex, sports, cars, gambling, alcohol, drugs, porn, the internet, anything to distract him from that great big gaping hole inside of him. All of them are distractions from the emptiness inside and the pain of that emptiness. I believe that there are two versions of emotional incest. The inflated version. Howard from the Big Bang is an inflated type. He pushes back. He is angry. He's trying to create space for him to have his own erotic needs, so he has to push mother away to some degree. The deflated version. Mom is his best friend. He's happy to meet her needs. It feels like a duty that he is happy to fulfill. I see this most often with gay men, but I've also seen it with straight men. The treatment is the same, but they look different in presentation.
So what's the impact on relationships? Very commonly, he plays the victim role. It's ironic as men are at least on the surface unwilling to be victims, but they are very capable of doing it. The world is out to get them. They always have some excuse as to why they can't take or cannot succeed. If he was completely disabled by mom, he was not allowed to make decisions or allowed or encouraged to grow up. He'll be a victim. It's really hard to treat and painful to watch. And there's the acting out. If he's straight, he's both seductive and angry towards women. If he's gay, he probably has more female friends than male. He has male sexual partners, but is emotionally tied to women. Whether gay or straight, he's probably sending confusing sexual slash love signals. The more intimate, the less sexual. Acting out sexually, promiscuity, compulsivity, constant sex, no sex at all, idiosyncratic about not having sex at certain times of day or certain positions or taboo, not in his body during sex, love-hate relationships with women, loves to fall in love but really can't commit, and he feels empty or broken inside, worthless, unfit to be loved. Other symptoms that cause problems are confusion, dissociation, means he's really not in his body. He's sitting over on the side of the room or he's way back or way forward or off to the side. The hostage syndrome, which is just another way of saying the Stockholm syndrome. Overcompensation, he's trying to make up in so many different ways for what he's doing or how he's feeling for himself by having the best car, the best apartment, the most money or something. Anxiety, chronic anxiety, chronic depression. But at the core of all of this is shame feeling bad about who he is. One last media recommendation is a movie called Spanking the Monkey. It is easily the best film ever made on the topic. It was marketed as a black comedy. There's nothing funny in the entire movie. It is possibly one of the most painful films I've ever seen. But if you really want to understand emotional incest and what it looks like about and how both parents contribute to this, this is the film to watch, Spanking the Monkey. So what is the treatment? First step is psychoeducation. There's a lovely book called Silently Seduced by Kent Adams. I highly recommend it. The vignettes are really amazing. At birth and infancy, it's crucial that the parent and the child merge so that the parent is able to read and understand the needs of the child. But as the child moves through the developmental stages, the parent has to back off as the child starts to assert and individuate. Then the mother's job is to be nearby and available but not merged. It's really important to have clear boundaries between the parent system and the kid system. It's called the executives or the sibling subsets. The parents' needs are met by other adults, not by the children. Those boundaries are important so that a healthy self and the child can be developed. If mom is making Junior responsible for fulfilling her needs and separating him from his father, emasculating him, he does not learn how to be a man. This is in part how the Peter Pan fixation works, by staying a boy who keeps mom's love. So what does he need to do? First, he needs to explore his anger. The boy may have never gotten mad at his mother, getting to the rage at the good parent. I cannot tell you how many straight men I know that hate women, resent them, 
are terrified of them and want to hurt them, and at the same time are attracted to and dependent upon women. The mixed messages, the violent, disengaged sex, the multiple relationships, and the mixed messages they put out. It is often the parent that we think we have the least with, that will have the most with as they work through their issues. It was not safe to get mad at the parent they were closest to because they could not risk losing that attachment. If they do, then they will feel truly alone in the world and will have to face that existential crisis. The next step is to ground and solidify the self. They have to find themselves, solidify the ego so they can tolerate being separate and alone and know what they are feeling and need. How we deal with the pain is what defines us. As we learn to navigate and process painful experiences, we actually solidify who we are and how we're going to be in the world. The next step is owning his penis. Robert Bly talks about the son needing to steal the key to his power from underneath the pillow of his mother. This is taking back his innocence and his penis. He has to figure out what it means to be a man, even if that means his mother will not like him as much, if at all. And next, he has to find his tenderness. He has to find his softness and his way. The gentleness of a man can be extremely powerful. He has to find his path to that and own it without being lost in the feminine. In union terms, he has to surrender to the feminine without losing himself. He has to learn to say no. He has to risk his mother's rejection, find his voice, find himself, and most of all, accepting his power. For a child to be healthy emotionally, they have to believe that mom and dad love them unconditionally. However, as an adult, he has to put himself before his parents. If a child cannot risk losing his mother's love, then he cannot grow up. Saying no to mom is almost impossible for many people, but a simple no is clean, powerful, and cannot be argued with. In my workshop on males sexually abused as children, I do an exercise where I pair up the participants. I ask one to play mom and the other to be the son. Mom is directed to pour on the guilt and to ask her son to take her to Aunt Jane's birthday party. It will be just like old times with the two of them. They are to do the exercise twice. Once as he tries to say no, he is not allowed to use the word no. He is to say everything except no. The second time, all he is allowed to say is no. The first time through feels very natural to most people. They are afraid to hurt people's feelings and so they soft pedal their nose and they're usually overran and just act passive-aggressively and do not live up to their promises. The second time through, at first they feel rude, but because they have stopped apologizing for having their own life and their own needs, the answer is clear, they suddenly feel powerful. Learning to say no can change your life. I recommend lots of practice in getting really comfortable with a really clean no. As it's practiced and learned, there may be hurt feelings, but it will come easier and smoother and quicker than you realize. Recognizing the use of guilt by mom and not getting lost in it is a great gift to oneself. Therapy. For most guys, we're talking about a substantial amount of psychotherapy. First, they have to recognize their victim. Second, they have to deal with the fact that mom is not perfect. While they may recognize it intellectually, emotionally, it's really tough. Then there's the process of taking back their power and mom may very well not like this process and fight it. This is her man, and you're trying to take him away from her. She will likely not be happy about that. This is not easy stuff. As I said earlier, the parent we think we have the least pain with is usually the one we have the most pain with. And it's not until he works through the pain, the father wound, can the man turn to face the mother wound. 
It is difficult to risk losing both parents emotionally at the same time. We tend to do them one at a time. The reward is freedom and truly being emotionally available in a relationship. That alone is well worth the journey. Thanks for spending this time with me and have a great life.